Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast, and as always, we're going to be getting to the uh, chit-chat and whatnot. Uh, this week, it's just going to be uh, Randall and I once again. Uh, this is another uh, chunk of conversation from the duo episode that uh, he and I recorded a couple weeks back, uh, and it does seem like whenever uh, either he and I or John and I get together and do a duo episode, it seems like we talk for like two or three hours before we even start recording the actual proper episode of the podcast, so there's a good chance I'll be... Uh, uh, plucking some more from this conversation, but uh, this chunk here is definitely on the Nintendo heavy side, kind of leaning off some of the Box Boy and Box Girl stuff that I've been playing with DJ lately and talking about on uh, regular episodes and save it for the cast episodes, and then also uh, kind of leaning off uh, recently on one of my trips home, took my 3DS with me, and I barely started playing uh, uh, Link Between Worlds. I almost said Link to the Past, and I, I still keep forgetting that that game is really kind of like almost like a direct sequel or set in the same universe or whatever like the same map and everything I don't know exactly again I'm not I've never beaten uh Link to the Past I've only made it about maybe halfway through I get to the section where you start getting to like the parallel dark worlds and you turn into a bunny or that like pink rabbit or whatever um and I'm just like what the hell is going on and I'm sure there's just one little thing I missed just like when I played Majora's Mask and I never learned uh the Song of Time, I think it's called. You learned it from like the Scarecrow and I think it slows time by like 33% or it's like time goes like a third normal speed or whatever uh, when you play this particular song. And I never learned that. I always thought a Majora's Mask, I might have said this on the podcast before, but um, I always thought you had to like learn the dungeons and like memorize them and like speed run them. I would get to like the the spider boss, which I think was in the first dungeon of that game and like get right to that. But I would always run out of time, like pretty much as soon as the battle would begin. And I was like, I don't think I could do it any faster than that. Um, at least at the, you know, skill set that I had or the skill ceiling that I was at at that age, uh, when back when Majora's mask came out, but I was really pleasantly surprised with, uh, um, a link between worlds, just being able to kind of like dive right into the action, especially how quickly link moves around. Like, a lot of the old top-down retro Zelda games, like you really kind of move like almost tile by tile. I know some of the more modern ones you can kind of move diagonally, at least I think. Um, I might even be uh, misremembering that. I'm not even 100% sure, but I definitely know some other like modern Zelda-inspired top-down games let you do that, and maybe that's what I'm uh, mixing it up with. But it feels really good to just be able to like sprint around, I guess, um, the games on DS were kind of like that too, Phantom Hourglass and, uh, Spirit Tracks, which I never played much of, uh, Spirit Tracks, and I really have never beaten hardly any Zelda games, I've still really only beaten Wind Waker, and then, like, sorta half-ass beat Ocarina of Time in the sense that I, like, polished off a decades-old save file, just like, oh, I have a little bit left to go, but I still feel like I haven't, like, gotten the full experience with a lot of these games, but... I've only gotten about an hour in, if that, to uh, A Link Between Worlds, but it was just so pleasant to, like, get right into the action and, uh, yeah, just have, like, it the, not, like, a long opening, like, step-by-step, step, whether it's cutscenes or, like, a tutorial, like, just a lot of the modern Zelda games even, uh, not counting Breath of the Wild so much, but, like, I remember Twilight Princess just being, like, a slog to get started with, like, oh, God, this is, like, two and a half hours before the game opens up proper but I feel like I've yeah played like about an hour have like gotten into the proper game just a tiny smidge but I haven't really gotten to the point where I'm getting to the I know you can like buy I think just like all the different like weapons and stuff that you can get and like items and equipment stuff uh and rent it or whatever not buy it but uh 
yeah, I'm excited to dig into that one some more. I'm hoping, I'm guessing in my uh, transition between uh, Chicago and Michigan, and this will probably be the last intro uh, that I record here in Chicago. But yeah, I'm guessing it'll take me a little while to get like my TV set up and my consoles hooked up and everything like that. So I'm hoping to kind of lean into my 3DS a little bit. I'm sure I'll play my Switch and play some stuff on my laptop here and there. But yeah, I'm pretty excited to use it as an excuse to kind of lean into um, some handheld gaming Um, And I guess while we're kind of talking about some top-down retro Zelda-style stuff, uh, I did kind of do like a last hurrah stream, although I'm hoping to do maybe one more before I uh, hit the road back to Michigan. I'll be doing them when I'm back in Michigan as well, but again, it'll probably take me a little bit to get uh, set up and situated and whatnot. But uh, I did play a game called uh, Chico and the Magic Orchards, and it's an awesome, awesome top-down kind of Zelda-inspired game in the sense that it's like a top-down adventure game, but I was really pleasantly surprised by this game in the sense that it wasn't like a giant or even uh, medium-sized like overworld that you have to explore. It's kind of like an overworld map that's sort of open-ended where you can go to like a few different zones. Maybe you have to unlock them in order. I can't remember exactly how that worked, but you basically go to a zone and then there's maybe one or two or three different levels in that zone and every zone has like its own palette. It's very much like a Game Boy inspired game. Like I think it's like that four bit or two bit, whatever it is on the Game Boy. I think it's four bit um, and every zone has its own color palette. You can buy your uh, extra color palettes and like just t- uh, tweak it on the fly as you see fit. But I really like the games that like have like every zone is its own color palette or every uh, level or every, you know, whatever it uh, might be. Uh, that suits the game, and I really like uh, all the different palettes. The chip tunes here are just absolutely slamming, and you play as this uh, little chipmunk, and it's kind of like a top-down platformer. You do a little bit of hopping and bopping around, and it can be like my only slight gripe about the game is that it's like a little bit rigid in like the Game Boy sense, where like you really have to nail like sometimes you do have to like make like a perfectly diagonal jump, and you almost have to jump like it. It gets a little precision platformery at times even though it's definitely more of a puzzle game but you really have to like kind of ace some maneuvers really quickly um whether it's jumping around on like some disappearing clouds and especially if you're trying to get all the coins on a given stage but again I just really loved that it was uh again just seeing some quick uh clips of the game in action I was just assuming oh top-down adventure game it's just gonna be a giant map I have to explore and I'm always excited to see a more kind of streamlined linear experience or at least Again, it seemed a little open-ended on the stage select uh, side of things, but I really liked how I was able to just kind of like play a stage, clear the stage and move along and like not be wondering, oh, did I miss something back there? And uh, yeah, again, you play as this chipmunk, but you also have this walnut that you have to move around and there's a bunch of checkpoints. And again, even though the stages are sort of linear, you do have to do a little bit of exploration. And as the I've got maybe halfway through the game, maybe even a little bit less than that. I'm not 100% sure there. But it seemed like the stages were starting to get a little bit bigger and you'd have to like kind of like leave the walnut in a certain spot and trigger like a wind device or a fa- I guess probably a fan or something. But they didn't really look like fans, but they yeah trigger some kind of like gust of wind that blows the walnut down a track. And then you'd have to like race it down to like the trigger this switch with the chipmunk to like, uh you know, like lift this ramp up to um, knock the walnut in the other direction and hit another uh, you know, panel or switch or something with the walnut, just some really clever and, uh, um, crafty puzzles that are pretty tricky to solve and pretty tricky to execute as well. But I've just really loved the time I spent with that game. I'm hoping to play some more of that one, uh, soon. It's one of those that I was like, Ooh, I'm kind of sucked into this. And I feel like the scope of it feels like right in that two, three, four, five hour range, like I, where I can beat it and not feel like, Oh, I'm spending a ton of time on this game. 
or I'm getting stumped, like the difficulty felt pretty much just right, other than when I would like occasionally miss some of those jumps, but the checkpoints were very forgiving, but it's really cool. There's like separate checkpoints for the chipmunk and for, or I guess for Chico, uh, and for, uh, the walnut itself. And sometimes they're not right next to each other. So, uh, it can be pretty clever and pretty, I don't know, just some really, uh, well-designed levels and everything and uh, a really cool game. And, uh, I guess while we're kind of talking about open-ended, uh, but also linear retro games or open-ended games with linear levels, I guess. Um, I was also playing, I think on that same stream even, but maybe a different stream. I was checking out this game called Skate Master Checo. Um, and Skate Master is all one word and with an A at the end and Checo is T-C-H-E-C-O. And I hope I'm spelling that right, because I know when I talked about two in on the podcast, I spelt it and then I spelt it wrong. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, but anyways, uh, I was playing some Skate Master Checo, and this is a really cool NES inspired game that's actually uh, seems to be getting an NES port. Like, it seems like they're going to uh, press some like physical versions of the game once it's done uh, and make like an actual NES cartridge. Um, but as of right now, this is a game that actually just got sent to us on our Steam Curator page that I was just like, oh, man, I feel like I maybe had even seen it before. The character looks really familiar, the Checo character. And there is another game uh, that they made before this that that same character stars in, although it didn't look familiar to me, although it kind of looks a little bit like that uh, Chin Shan or Shin Chan. I'm not 100 percent. I'm not a big anime uh, watcher or anything, but I feel like it, it kind of reminds me of that character a little bit. Um, just like in the, I've only ever seen like posters or little clips of that show. Um, but it kind of reminds me of that character a little bit, but it's just like kind of auto scrolling in the sense that you have full control of your character in the sense that you can move left to right and you're this, uh, Checo kid on a skateboard, um, or kid named Checo, I should say. Um, and yeah, you're riding a skateboard and you're kind of like auto scrolling at all times. And then it's just kind of like a hop and bop platformer, a two button, you can jump. And then if you press jump again, you do like a dash. And then if you press a different button, you kind of do more of like a ground pound. But also if you like spring off of enemies or if you just land on any enemy, you do like this giant like flip spring jump. But there's all sorts of like just crazy platforms um, and crazy like gaps you have to clear. And you really have to kind of like juggle between like kind of riding the front of the screen and riding the back of the screen and again like kind of like leaning into like oh shit I'm like chaining off of these enemies and it's very arcadey in that sense like yeah you're just like have this overworld map each stage has like a difficulty rating like either one star up to I think like five stars and then maybe there's like another path like maybe after I clear all these stages there'll be like one final uh you know boss stage or something or final like Dr. Wily zone but yeah, every stage ends in a boss fight, and if you collect all, like, the various, like, there, there'll be a different, like, uh, scattered letters throughout the stage, and if you collect them all, it'll be, like, a helper character's name, and then you'll just, like, kind of scream their name out when you get to the boss battle, and they'll, at least on the first uh, stage, which is the only stage I was able to grab all the letters on, they'll, like, kind of run across the top of the screen and just be, like, shooting projectiles at the boss. I, I honestly don't even know if they got a shot in. It might just be, like, a bonus collectible thing. Or just like a funny humorous thing because it really is just like hilarious. It almost seems like a character out of a totally different game. And they're making just like all sorts of like silly jokes and like, I don't know, it's just kind of like a bonkers game. Like you're playing one of the stages is like in a football stadium, but you're like dressed as Santa Claus. So it's also like a Christmas themed stage. It's just like a, a really crazy game with some really like expressive uh, pixel art, like very anime inspired for sure. Um, but just really fun, crazy retro. Like it really has that eighties retro arcade energy that you really don't see a lot of these days. So I would really love, it's one that I would really love to pick up on, uh, 
the NES, and I definitely want to bring this one up to Randall because it's like, oh man, this seems right, right up his alley as far as the uh, homebrew uh, retro collecting goes. But, but yeah, that's probably enough rambling and whatnot from me here at the uh, outset. So uh, I think I'll uh, kick the ball over to uh, Randall and I for some uh, mostly Nintendo heavy chit chat, and uh, otherwise we will uh, catch you next week, and I will. Uh, catch you back when i'm uh back in michigan but yeah until uh next week we'll catch you then and take care all right what do we uh what do we got for tonight bowser's fury that's my main thing. I can. I also do want to just just say that I I beat Kirby. Yeah, yeah. We could even like I've been doing some random stuff. Like, um, the one game I was going to talk about for sure was that she remembered Caterpillars game, which I've been playing on Switch too, and I've sure. been kind of bouncing around on Switch as well. I could even if you mentioned Kirby, I could mention uh, Box Boy and Box Girl. I played some Ooh, of that with DJ when he came over nice. the other to pick up his sunglasses. So. Nice. Um, I would kind of I kind of like. Do they put those games on Switch? There's a Switch exclusive, Box Boy and Box Girl. Oh. Um, I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> Switch exclusive. I could be wrong. No. It's, wow. Because it's got two-player co-op, unless it was like a Wii U port and I just forgot about it. Box Boy plus Box Girl. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was like a pretty early Switch uh, DLC, or not DLC, uh, downloadable game. Fourth game in the Box Boy series, first to be released on Nintendo Switch. There you go, yeah. Fourth game in the series, though? Yeah. Jeez. Box, yeah. I think there's Box Boy, Box, Box Boy, and yep. maybe Box, Box, Box Boy. I don't know. Bye, bye, Box Boy. Ah, I do have all those on 3DS, I think. I'm actually, my trip home tomorrow, I'm not taking my Switch. I don't think. I might end up changing my mind, but I'm going to just take my laptop and take uh my 3ds i load it up i'm only putting yeah. one get one cartridge in i i recommend that i'm a i'm a big fan of the brings the something with you one distinct system with you that might not be the newest system with you on a little trip that for whatever reason yeah. uh link between worlds like the little Ooh. gold foil like kind of caught the corner of my Ooh. eyes i was like packing some things up and whatever and i was like oh you know what i still have like i don't even think like i don't Maybe I've popped it in and booted it up for a I second. Don't I don't know. I do that I sometimes, do but nope. I don't I don't think I've ever even I put do it. I don't even think I've opened the case. I definitely unwrapped it, but um, <laughs> of course. but I already I already put it in the cartridge and in my bag. So yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna take that. And then again, I've obviously got tons of games through all the itchio bundles sure. or just whatever on my PC. So I was like, I'll bring my uh eight bit dough controller. Yeah, and I'll bring my three DS and then I'll be good. Oh yeah. And then that way I'm not sick because I just like a lot of times on Switch, I just sit there and like scroll through everything and go, what do I feel like playing? And then I just either play nothing or play the same old thing. You know, Mm -hmm. so if I'm on my PC, maybe I'll play something like a little more specific or if I want to dig into something, I'll have Zelda. But now that now that I was thinking about those box boy games, I was like, eh, maybe I'll dig into those. Yeah, I I think. Yeah, there's this bye bye box box boy, and I don't think I bought that one. Which is I'm almost sure I did, but I I could be wrong because that's the other one that has a ton of games too. Is uh, uh, Pushmo that series? Yeah, like, there yeah, was like yeah. three Push-mo, or four games in that series too. Uh, Crashmo, and I think one more. Uh, it might have just been like Pushmo World or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. On Wii U, yeah. 
And I think I have all those too. I don't think I don't know if that talk about hard games. Even Box Boy gets really yeah. really tricky. Yes, it does. Especially if you're going for the oh, and I got Undergrave. I could talk about. Okay, yeah, I got I got tons of shit I could talk about. So nice. I could I might I might mention into the breach, but only as a way to like transfer into Undergrave because I do want to save that for. Not even necessarily just for John. I like. I feel like we could all talk about that game in general, but yeah. I know he's been digging into it as well. Again, but yeah. uh, I might like just because Undergrave is just like a very similar game, and I could I would I would literally just like use it as a transition. But Undergrave, I did a I I've talked about it briefly on a save it for the cast, but yeah, um, only when I played the demo. So yeah, I could, okay, and I. Also talked about, or I played Plague of Shadows a little bit, but I could that could be another thing we could save for when we're all around. Yeah. Yeah, I figured it uh, wasn't such a Shovel bad Knight. thing to be like, oh, you know, like John, John, uh, John helped me out when I was like feeling blah and like really worn out, and now I'm like, oh, okay, now John's John's going on vacation. You know, I can give him the same type of little mini break there. You know, and yeah, we can record again that. all together. Yeah, 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 and it's always it's always fun. Like, I mean. I know when I'm listening to podcasts, it's always like sometimes kind of a bummer when you're like, oh, you know, someone's not on it that yeah. I like or sometimes like there's some podcasts I that I've listened to where it's like that's why I was always like a little bit reluctant to bring guests on. And like I, I, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad we found like a at least I think it's a good way to do it, like having like a kind of regular episode first with them and then yeah. having an interview because like, yeah, sometimes I would listen to a podcast and just be like, well, if the person you're interviewing just flat out sucks, I mean, I guess. It's then if somebody doesn't like the first part, then they're like, oh, man, they're going to be on again next week. Great. <laughs> um, but I feel like I'm I'm not just going other than like I know we've done. a We did a few earlier on where we were kind of like, oh, Lumoth or yeah. whoever, even though we kind of had connected yeah. with them a tad. But like um, now I'm kind of like, OK, I'm only really going to do it if it's like with Kevin Cole or yeah. Matt Glanville, like yeah. somebody that I've already kind of connected with in a even if it's just online interactions like on Twitter or whatever but somebody that I've had some kind of genuine meaningful interaction with where it isn't just like cool game you know I've actually had like oh hey nice and thanks yep. for watching the video or yep. said you know just some kind of back and forth yep um oh speaking of random before we get into uh recording the episode but yeah. uh um through the indie game collective I was talking to Paradigm the other day yeah and he was like, hey, did you see this one? We just got added. I, I haven't been like looking at the games that they've been bringing in a ton because I've been getting ready to move. So I'm sure. like, OK, I don't want to like load up on a bunch of stuff and right. be like lagging way behind on checking out some of these games. Uh, but he sent over. He was like, hey, did you see this? Uh, we just got this Save Me Mr. Taco game. And I was like, <laughs> no, I was like, I hate to break it to you, man. I was like, that game is trash. But <laughs> but I found out that apparently this is like save me mr taco definitive edition yeah and appa- apparently i thought i the saw game, something about that the game was like I, I was reading up on it and apparently published by nicalis the first time around literally would not let the developer patch the game for two years like he had to like get in wrong some with nicalis why are I, they such I do dicks? i do not know but for whatever like the developer was like it was really frustrating for me because like I agreed with players on their complaints about like the camera and the player physics and like oh. I wanted to update and fix those things and I wasn't able to address the players concerns and it, like it just apparently was like a huge frustration and I did even just watching the trailer I was like man everything does really like it looks smoother I was like I'm gonna give this game another chance. Oh. 
Um, and I, I and I, I really went from like I, I was straight up was just like, oh, paradigm. I was like, you're going to be bummed. I was like, but this game is not good. I was like, we actually like did one of our practice episodes yep. about that game. Yep. And we both like Randall and I were pumped to play it. And yep. we kind of both like didn't trash it, but we were just like it was frustrating. It's just like, yeah, it's just meh at best, at least that original version. It's yeah. Just like, uh, eh. Everything here looked like it had like a little more. It almost looked like it maybe even added like a frame or two to like the animations to like make things look smoother. Like I was like, this looks like they they gave it a fair shot at like really trying to. And I have played like after doing like new Super Lucky's Tale after uh, just regular Super Lucky's Tale. And it's like I, I didn't play much of the original. I think I did play it a little bit on Game Pass, but. I both were already out, so I was like, well, right. why would I not play the new one? Right. That's supposed to be way better. But from everything I heard, it like they like they, they did make some new levels or redo some levels or some things in some regards, but I think a lot of the stuff was just like some minor tweaks to like player physics mm-hmm. and like changing the way the like spin jump feels and works a little bit and well, you know, just some, just fine tuning it. And yeah, that's like went from well, I don't know how the original was, but is right. like truly one of my favorite 3D platforms. Oh, yeah. I, I still like have an itch to I never finished like the final challenge levels of that game. Yeah. And then, well, maybe we'll maybe we can even talk about that a little while we're talking about uh, or it might yeah. randomly come up. Yeah, while we're yeah. talking about 3D world and just 3D platformers and whatever. Totally. Um, but yeah, I was otherwise just going to talk about like some of these brain busting uh, puzzle games I've been playing on streams lately, whether nice. it's like Undergrave or She Remembered Caterpillars or uh be glitched those were kind of the three games that i've been digging into lately and then okay. i figured i'll save pocky and rocky for when you get some time oh, there's literally zero put it in zero my rush let there's alone i'm like rush. oh man yoshi's crafted world i'll play that <laughs> i think that i think i got that in on a either a save it for the cast or in one of the conversations one of the ones with john i was just like <laughs> i'm just gonna talk about this because randall's yeah. not gonna no. it'll be a while yeah just, um, that that was the right move I yep. think it's on where where is it on or maybe I just grazed on it. I can't I feel like I just remember editing that and like a save it for the cast. Yeah, I don't remember where that was. Oh, but, my God. But no, they, I never any pressure. And plus, I think it's actually kind of fun when we like wrap back around on a game, whether yeah. it's because it got a new update or because somebody else has a new opinion on it or, you know, just refreshing our opinions on it or whatever. I think that can be kind of cool. Fiona so. uh, noticed my uh, Yarn Yoshi amiibo and is one of her very yes. favorite things now. And I'm just like, you can you can have it, honey. Like you you love this thing. Like one of your babies. Like I can't. You, you this is yours now. So what, she's, she's what color? Uh, what blue. color do you have? Yeah, same here. Same yep. here. Good choice. Yep. yep. I love, I'm like, oh, um, I love this amiibo, but she loves it even more than I do. So here yeah, you go. Yeah, you can't. You, ha- you have to give it up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love uh, my uh, brother and his wife. Uh, the uh, every like month when their uh, new son, my nephew, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, like they take a picture of him in front of like a little board that I think they put like the his height and weight or whatever yeah. in like two months and whatever. And they've been putting him with that Yoshi stuffed animal every time, nice. like right next to him. And he's nice. like, they're roughly like the same size right now. <laughs> so nice. Pretty great. But I'm just like, okay, clearly got the good gift. Got the right <laughs> stuffed animal. If I'm, if I'm getting in the month photos with the stuffed animal gift. Yeah. That's pretty um, uh, hollowed territory there. Yeah. That's like, those are immortalized. Yes, you know? they are. Yes. Even if uh, even if he ends up like ripping that Yoshi to shreds or, <laughs> you know, hating video games when he grows up, um, that Yoshi's immortalized. Yeah, you can't hate Yoshi, though. Yeah, you really can't. And yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure we got we got him started right 
He'll be yeah. he'll be craving some Super Mario World in no time. He'll play there Mario Three and he'll go, "This is pretty good, hey. but it's missing a little something. <laughs> it's, it needs it needs a green dinosaur." I think <laughs> the green dinosaur um, is very good. I, I can't hate on Miyamoto for adding Yoshi to the Mario I, formula. We'll we'll probably I'll save it for because I I, ta- I did talk a tiny bit about my Super Mario World playthrough with no uh, yeah. Switch palaces recently. Yeah, I'll yeah, save I it for the that. cast, but yeah. I just grazed it, so I could even talk about that a little. Because God, that game is amazing. That game is like a freaking bullet hell at times, man. Yeah, I don't know if I said that on the podcast. I think I did because I I think I did mention when like those that ghost house where like the ghosts are like dive bombing down mm-hmm. at you where they're like. Uh, the, there's some crazy. Is that also when you get the massive bullet bills that are like screen size, practically? Either that, or it might actually be the ghost house that has the those like green goopy, yeah, like circle things. Yeah, it might be that one. I can't remember now, but I just remember there's like one level where like the whole top half of the screen, or probably like top three quarters, is like filled with ghosts. Yeah. Um, and some of them are invisible, but like very few of them. And they like, they duck down lower than they usually do. And they don't behave like they're not the kind that like, just when you're, when you're not looking at them, they don't move. Yeah. Or when you're looking at them, they don't move. They're like, they just do whatever the hell they want, regardless of what you're doing. So (laughs) man, gotta be one of the best, just launch games uh, of all time uh, across, across video games. Like one of the best launch games for a console. Oh, without question. Yeah. Without question. Like, yeah. And the the fact that they did that with, with Mario 64 again, I mean, I know that game hasn't aged quite as well as Super Mario World, but it's still, like, insanely impressive that that was a launch game, too. Yeah, and it's, like, it really... Honestly, like, yeah, if all, all they would need to do is, like, up, like, give me Super Mario 64 in the odyssey engine yeah it's, it's a great game yeah uh, immediately like if it just plays smoother and yeah like, recognizes the you know the ledges and you know the camera's yep. a little smoother this yeah. and that like just give me that and it's a turns into a great game it's just that it's a little rigid and a yep. little stiff and the controls are a little clunky yep but you know if you go back to the first mario game super mario brothers uh the right. first 2d one then you're like okay yeah this is a little clunk compared to super mario right. world it has stiff. those same issues yep. so yep um, yeah, oh, man, I would, yeah, I would love to see 64 get remade with, you know, any of the, you know, whether it was the sunshine engine or the, yep. and any of the future Mario engines. Cause I just think he controls so much smoother and predictably and mm-hmm. like reliably in those games. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't, I didn't even mind the control in Mario 64, but the, the, and the camera, like, of course you get used to, but it's, yeah, it's just fighting the camera. It's the same problem that all 3d games had at that time. Yeah. That's nothing unique yeah. and i would say and, even and they it handled it, it pretty well yeah, yeah it was handled still better it than well. anything that it came out around for a 3d camera that's for sure you know yeah we were just talking about uh zandan was just talking about um banjo kazooie i think mm-hmm. maybe she was playing banjo tooie i can't remember but mm-hmm. i think it was banjo kazooie but just kind of talking about how like yeah this kind of took everything that mario 64 did and then just wrapped it up into like a kind of more more at least it holds up better the the whole package like you can kind of dive in and like everything just feels a little smoother it's not necessarily a better game and it's different in a lot of regards but like not having to like jump out of the painting and go back in every time you can kind of just like keep collecting stuff and like it it just felt felt like it took what the groundwork that super mario 64 laid and then they just ran with it and went okay that's what you can do with a 3d platformer totally and then like you know 
took it to the next level a little bit. And as we said, some regards, multiple times, those Xbox 360 ports, the Xbox Live Arcade ports are amazing ways to play those games still. It's it's just so cleaned up. It doesn't it's not even like they changed much besides like making it legitimate widescreen. It just is it's cleaned up and you have a better draw distance and it just feels really great to play yeah it's odd how much because i know we've john and i mentioned that too a little bit when we were talking about playing the 64 games on the switch online yeah. service like they look really crisp even just whatever like oh, they're up-resing yeah. to like yeah. there's something like some of the stuff looks off sometimes like i know when i was playing mario golf like some of the greens looked kind of off and like hard to read and mm-hmm. i'm like i feel like it's not like it's not registering some of the textures quite right through yeah. the emulation or whatever um, cause I don't remember having that issue, but maybe it's just been that long since I played, you know, Mario golf 64, but, mm-hmm. um, but there's the been, yeah, there's been a, are so much cleaner though. Yeah. Like, like playing Kirby 64, I was just like, holy shit. I need to launch it on amazing. there. Yeah. I heard it you guys talking so about good. that, like how good it looks and stuff like, man, I need to boot that. I actually, and I do have that cartridge too, but I'm like, I need to boot this on the switch thing. Cause I've even got the. N64 controller. I'm one of the 45 people that was able to get one of those. So nice. I, I they just to, get, uh, I don't know if it's just, it was a probably month or so ago now, yeah. but they said they got them back in stock. I don't know if they're still oh, the, back yeah, in. Oh but yeah. Oh yeah. They sell out in like a day tops. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. They do look really cool though. I mean, it's just, I mean, it is what it is, but, but yeah, those N64 games like in the emulator, like they clean up so nicely, but you got to think it's also because all of us, that experienced N64 during the time, we were doing it through either RF cables or AV cables, right? Not no components, yep. no HDMI. Like, yeah. like I was able to rig like an S video setup, but that was way, way after the heyday of that system, right? Like, you yeah. Know, and that cleaned it up. It cleaned it up a little. Like the text got sharper and stuff, but still, there was limitations. Of course, like there's a lot of like built-in kind of blur effects that were happening, like just on the software side of, of that system. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's impressive. Yeah. We even talked about when we recorded last time too, when John and I recorded, we actually talked more about one of the multiplayer games on that Kirby 64. I forget what the actual game is called, but yeah. like you just kind of like hammer down on tile. It's kind of like a Bomberman esque yeah. game. Very, very fun. Nice. Little, uh, like bonus game like i never even think to dig into that stuff like that in games like i hardly ever like dig into like the little random mini games like i'll do them for a second but yeah. i never like play them much and then this is like oh man this is like a full-blown like like easily could be like a really good mario party mini game mm-hmm. like you'd be like oh this would be one of the best mini games in mario party if it was in there nintendo needs to make us a nintendo party they could do Ooh, stuff like that why yeah why don't they do that i don't know they could even just throw them into Mario Party. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, would, you know what? Just like Dude, Mario Kart style. Yeah. Why all not? they would have to do is call it Super Smash Party. There you go. It, you're done. Boom. You're done. It'd be, the, it. it'd be their best selling game ever. I <laughs> like it truly would maybe be their best selling yeah, game. Yeah. I mean, ever. I don't know if it would outsell Smash Brothers because that sells just boatloads yeah. too. But it, it could it could potentially give them a whole nother, yeah. like a Smash Brothers for the casual fan. It could give them yeah. like another version of that game but for like the family nintendo players you, you know, know i but i mean i like that last mario party quite a bit yeah so. it sounded like that sounded like they got it right yeah basically. i mean 
hard to mess it up if you're like, hey, we're going to take the best of, <laughs> best of everything yeah. we've done over the years. Yeah. It's like, okay, you better not mess and that like up. And like streamline quality of life stuff for the, the actual going around the board process. But yeah. still like have that be fun and like engaging, but it's just you're not wasting just tons of time watching, watching the CPU computer players. yeah 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 so it's like you want to see what happened but you don't yeah. need to see every last <laughs> dice hit and whatever just and every te- womp, womp, text womp. and like talk to kamek or yeah whatever, go to the know. item shop and decide which yeah <laughs> like, just have them walk by have the little item yeah. pop up over their head yeah. and run along let's move yeah 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 so they got a lot better at that stuff so i'm i'm still encouraged for the future of that series too okay that's good to know yeah, yeah. if they can get that back on track I'm all about that, especially if they can have them online, too. Yeah, which I think this last one finally was. Yeah, I think they at least had like more than just the base. Like, because, yeah, I remember the first one, like the whatever the first one on Switch was. Yeah, like the the like modes for online. But it was like very specific, like just a handful of like modes and mini games that were like made for that. And I think they patched it later. Like yeah, I, I think so. Correctly. Yeah, and it was. I like, believe you're right. Yeah, so but it, it was like even... two or three years later. And yeah, they were just like, like, oh, oh yeah, now it's online. On, what you play with your friends anytime? It's now? like oh, pri- all my friends sold their copy. Yeah, oh, most like, people not... I know don't sell their games, but most people I know didn't even get the game. Exactly. Like no one's playing that game anymore. Like where was this before? Yeah, but if they see now, if they would have done it, hey, we're gonna update this patch, and like if they would have built Super Mario Party like into that game like again if they if they know they're gonna be on this console for a long time it's like that's another perfect game that's like they all they would need to do is just keep adding new mini games new boards and maybe some new characters from time to time just like mario kart is is its own platform so could mario party a lot of their series could be that and a lot they're it seems like they're kind of trying to with like golf and with even striker like they're kind of trying to use that format of like release it with enough and then slowly roll out more and more to try to keep the interest yeah up for longer but i don't really know i kind of don't really know why that matters like if you don't have transactions like coming into play like it seems like just sell the game up front like i don't i don't feel like it's driving a ton of sales after the fact i could be wrong but i you know i can't imagine like people are like Oh, they added Shy Guy and Daisy to Strikers. Oh, I gotta get it now. Yeah, I you think know, it's like, just like just, a player engagement sort yeah, of it's equation just, more than a more sales thing, I guess. But then you know, if you say you updated it and it's got these new things, that puts it back in headlines at some places. Yeah, and it I think that's gotta be. It's just gotta be a, a marketing. It's gotta just yeah. be like a marketing. Like it's kind of like how John was talking about on Spotify, how like uh, bands will like release a series of singles before their album comes out because right. it's like just a way to like yeah keeps it in drum up your stuff be yep. like, oh hey okay these this band is relevant all of a sudden why yep. you know it just keeps it pops them up in your feed four times instead of just once when well, the album yeah. comes out there's eight thousand things competing for your eyeballs at any given moment so like yeah or, or your crazy. ears in that case like but yeah that's <laughs> yeah. like that's just how it how the world is right now <laughs> Yeah. So we have to figure out which things we want to consume or, or try to remember the things we want to consume. Seriously, I know. How many times <laughs> am I just like scrolling through and I'm like, oh, shit, that game? I yeah. totally forgot about that. Like I was like at one point I probably said that's my most anticipated upcoming <laughs> game. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, totally I know. forgot about it. Didn't I know. Even know it. Didn't even remember. Yeah. Or, oh, it, shit, that did that came out. Oh, shit, yeah. I bought that. and But then something else came out around the same time or I was busy during that time. And then something else came out afterwards. And then, you know, poof, yep. it's gone. Yep. Every time, man. <laughs> Every time. Jeez, we should probably get uh, <laughs> get recorded. Yes. 
Yes. Um, what uh, what order do we want to do stuff in? I can, uh, if you want, I can I can open with talking about that beating Kirby. I don't mind doing that. Kirby forgotten like because Box Boy is Hal, right? I'm not misremembering that. I'm pretty sure yep. that's that's Hal why I was connecting that in my head. Yeah, dog for a second eggs. I was like, is it intelligence systems? My but favorite dog off. with eggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love Maybe. that logo so much. It is a great logo, and I always forget that it is just like yeah, dog just literally laying in a nest <laughs> um, with three eggs. I think. Yeah. Yeah.